0: Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. Akuo, thanks for joining us today. If you've been a part of any of our messages this year, you know, you know what we're talking about. You know we've been chasing after this idea that God gave us to look after this year. An idea that is encompassed, enveloped, totally surrounded by this one word, and that word is ready. Ready is what we are supposed to be walking with in our mind this year, because you are ready right now. You are ready to live out the purpose that God has created you for. You are ready to walk the walk that God has given you to walk. And it's what we've been learning about all year long. And the way that we can do that, no matter what your actual purpose is, no matter how you've been created, is by living out the four L's that we always talk about here at Akua. They are the four things that we know God has called all of us to do, no matter what your purpose is. They are listen to God, love people, Learn your purpose and link to your community. So, we are making sure that we've been spending a few weeks with each one of these L's. So far, we spent a couple of weeks talking about uh, listen to God, so far, and loving people and learning your purpose. But this week, we're going to talk about what it looks like to link to your community. I mean, we did it last week when we showed up to Woodlawn Lake Park and did all the cleaning. Thank you guys so much for being a part of that. That's what linking looks like. And what we're going to be talking about today is what it sounds like when you link to your community. Because when we link, it can create a a bit of a rumor for other people. It's kind of like me uh, in high school. There's this one day where I was in class, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine, and and we were talking, and and somebody's like, hey, you know, so-and-so over here is doing a thing. And and my buddy turned and looked, and he went, what? Oh, so-and-so? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, is that the kid with the long face? and i laughed and you know we i didn't really think anything of it and just kind of kept on moving. and somehow this went sideways for me. people in that classroom ran out of there and started talking about this exchange between like these three or four people that we had. and the next thing i hear from other people around the school like the next day is that i was the guy that made fun of that other dude over there. And I I didn't do anything but laugh because it was just ridiculous what my buddy had said. I was like, I don't even know. But somehow, it got pinned on me. And because of this, there is a dude out there that probably still hates me. But a rumor can also carry something positive. For instance, also in high school, I remember hearing a story about one of the guys on the football team. He was leaving practice late one day, and while he was walking out to to his truck, he saw that there was this girl that was crying on a bench as he was walking by. And he didn't know who she was, but he went up to her to check and see if she was okay. So he just kind of walked up, hey, are you doing all right, whatever, just asked a couple questions. She said she was fine and it was no big deal. And he's like, okay, well, you know, have a good night. Well, it turns out that that girl was so distraught because some of the stuff in her life was going very badly. And in those moments, she was so upset because she was planning on how she was going to harm herself. And it wasn't until that happened that she felt like people cared about her in the world and she didn't do it. Now, I don't know if this story is even true, but what I do know is that I heard the rumor of that. And from that moment on, I always looked at this guy. It's like, wow, that guy's really cool. Now, has anything like this ever happened to you? Have you ever gotten a rumor about someone and it made you change your mind about who they are? I mean, you might not have actually seen what happened, but just hearing about this rumor, you totally shifted on what you thought about this person. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe someone heard something about you and it changed other people's opinions about you. Whatever the case, the words that precede us can actually help build up who we are in people's minds before we even meet them, whether it's for the positive for us or for the negative. It works against us. And that's actually super important for how we carry ourselves in our lives because we want to make sure that the rumors being told about us Don't just point to how great we are, but actually point to something greater. And as you can imagine, we see something like this happening in Jesus' life. Because when Jesus would do something here on earth, when he would do something miraculous, it would actually point to something greater. Not only that, but the rumor, or in Spanish it's like the chisme, of what he was capable of, it would spread around his area. And we see this in full swing in what we're about to read from the account of Jesus' life, as recorded by the historian Luke. At this point in Jesus' ministry that we're about to read in, he had just left Capernaum, where a Roman official, a Roman officer, asked Jesus to heal one of his servants. The official felt unworthy to allow Jesus into his house, but asked him just like, Hey Jesus, just speak a word. The official knew that all that he would need was the word of Jesus. So Jesus did the healing from afar, and all of the officers Uh, friends found the servant was healed. So shortly after this happened, this is where we're going to pick up in Luke's account. Here's what Luke wrote. Soon afterward, Jesus went with the disciples to the village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion." Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearers stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God visited his people today. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea, and throughout all the region. Y'all, this is an incredible scene. The funeral is happening. Jesus walks up and it's like, hold up. He sees the crowd. He sees the mother of the young man, and he realizes she is a widow and lost her only son. And this detail is so important because at this point in history, without a husband, without a son that would take care of the mother financially, she'd probably have to scramble to figure out how she would feed herself or just make a basic living. So it says that Jesus' heart overflowed with compassion. And when you get down into the original language over to the Greek, this word compassion, it literally means that his entire insides, all of his guts, all of his insides, everything within Jesus was filled with compassion, which sounds so much different than his heart overflowed, right? So Jesus's guts are spilling over with compassion and he does something, does a couple of things. First, he consoles her. He meets her where she is emotionally don't cry. Then he does the thing she needs. He reaches out and touches the coffin. He tells the young man to wake up into the crowd surprise. He sits up and starts to talk. Y'all, this is a crazy story from Jesus' life. I mean, just put yourself there. Can you imagine if that happened at a funeral you were at? The service is ending. They're in the funeral home. They're about to move the coffin into the hearse. And as they're moving it, the pallbearers, this random guy walks by and just goes, Hey, dead guy, wake up. And what would you do if that happened? If the guy sat up? What would be the first thing you did when you got home that night? I mean, you'd probably, you'd probably tell people about it, Right? You probably wouldn't even make it home, the entire way home. You might have ran out of that building and been like, hey, guess what's happening? You'd be opening up your phone, going on on, on Instagram Live, TikTok Live, and you'd be like letting everyone, just look what happened. And you'd be showing off, like, everybody, look at what this Jesus guy just did. You'd be spreading the cheeseme of Jesus. And what's interesting here is, as we continue to think about the, the Greek word and the original meanings of these words, I want to look at the word rumor. So when you look at this, it's actually the word logos. And we all know what a logo is, right? It's a symbol that stands for an organization or an idea. And we all know it since we see it all the time. Of course, a Kuo has one. It was designed by a member of our community, Steve Gonzalez. And what's beautiful about it is that it's actually a stylized view of like the street grid around our church. The diagonal is supposed to be Fredericksburg, the street that's going straight across, that's Quinton, and the street going straight up and down, well, that's Lake. All the streets that surround us. When you see this logo, it stands for a community. It stands for something that surrounds where we gather. And in the same way, when you see the golden arches, you know that a cheeseburger isn't far away. When you see that half-eaten apple, you know that there is a very high-functioning, but also super expensive device right behind it. And when you see that swoosh, you just wanna do it. So these rumors are just that. They connect to something bigger. These miracles are awesome, but they aren't the whole picture. It's just a piece. So getting back to Jesus, this isn't the only account of something happening like this in his life. I have a few more that I want to share with you and they both come from the account of the disciple Matthew. He had a first-hand look at what was happening in these stories. And this first one happens after some of Jesus' healings. The chisme has been spread across the countryside about what Jesus had been doing. So these two blind men were in the area of where Jesus had gone. And they heard a commotion, and they knew it was because Jesus was there. So they did their best to follow along, shouting at Jesus, Hey, Jesus, have mercy on me. And here's what happened next. They went right into the house where Jesus was staying. And Jesus asked them, Do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him, we do. Then he touched their eyes and said, Because of your faith, it will happen. Then their eyes were opened and they could see. Jesus sternly warned them, don't tell anyone about this. But instead, they went out and spread his fame all over the region. So we're starting to see a pattern develop here. Jesus sees where they are. I'm sure he feels some compassion. Then he meets them in the spot that they're at. By asking these men if they believe, even though Jesus knows they believe, by asking this question, it totally validates them. They're made to feel like what they think, what, they, how, what they're feeling matters. They're shown respect from Jesus, which is something they wouldn't have been shown much from their neighbors because the assumption back then is that if you were walking around blind, you were a sinner or your parents were sinners and thus unclean so they stayed away from you. So just by asking this question, Jesus connects with them. Then Jesus gives them the greatest gift they could ever ask for. He restores their eyesight by touching them. The unclean ones. Now, even though Jesus asked them not to say anything, these two chismosos couldn't help it. As soon as they leave, they go out and start spreading his fame. And who could blame them? I mean, how would they not be able to explain what happened to them? When they go home, when they see their friends walking down the street, everybody knew who they were. They were the the blind, unclean people that you're supposed to stay away from. But now, all of a sudden, they can see? Of course, the first thing you're going to ask them when you see them is go, Hey, what happened? And so then they would continue to spread the chisme of Jesus. And that's what they did. Now, a little bit later in his ministry, we're going to read in Matthew 14 here. Jesus' fame is pretty much at its high point. People know who he is. They've heard the stories of this great prophet, of the rabbi Jesus. So after Jesus and the disciples had crossed the Sea of Galilee one day, Let's see how they are welcome when they get off the boat. Here's what Matthew recorded. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret, where the people recognized Jesus. The news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area, and soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. All right, so Jesus and the boys land in Gennesaret, and they are getting. The rarely seen pre-chisme, right? Like before Jesus had even done anything, the word is spreading like wildfire. These people here in this town had heard about Jesus and what he could do. They knew that their sick could be healed. They heard the chisme about if you just touched the fringe of his robe, you would be made better. These people had heard about his greatness They heard about his compassion. They heard that he could help them in the impossible situations they were in. So they showed up. Not because they had a great faith in Jesus' Father in heaven. No, they showed up because they needed the help. Because they needed something. They showed up because they were desperate for something better than the life they were leading. So it turns out, Jesus, And all of his miracles were just the cheeseman of his father. The cheeseman of something greater. And here's the deal with cheeseman. It doesn't really mean anything when someone says it to you, right? When you hear that rumor, it's not actually real to you. It's just something somebody else said. Because it's not real until you experience for yourself. It's not real until it happens to you. So for all these people that would run to see Jesus, it was just a rumor until he came through for them. It was just chisme until they were healed. And y'all, you know, the same thing happens in our own lives. For us personally, we may have heard the chisme of this Jesus guy, of how all these people changed and they, they were one thing when they were younger and then something happened and they're all different. But the proof for us that he is real is looking at how we interact with him and how we change when we get him in our lives. There's no greater proof than that because what happens is after the internal proof, it starts to move out. Then your spouse starts to see it, your friends, your kids, your coworkers, your neighbors, they all start to see things are different. They start to notice you carry yourself in a way that they've never seen before. They start to notice that you aren't as mean as you used to be. They start to notice you're way more generous than ever. They start to notice that you genuinely care about them. They start to notice a real love coming from you. Akuo, I need you to know this. We are the rumor of God. We are the cheesemen of Jesus. We are what people will talk about when it comes to Jesus. Because sometimes Jesus isn't speaking directly to people around us audibly, but by our actions. And it's through that that we are his cheesemen. We will help spread the rumor of Jesus. We can finally use our abilities of being chismosas and chismosos for good. This is what you have been training for your whole life. This is why we are who we are here at Akuo. When we talk, when they talk about us, when they get this chismet about Jesus, we want it to be a good thing. We want them to feel us actually linking to them. We don't want them to be like, oh, there's that church. They're the people that show up to hate us and tell us we're bad. No, no, no. We want the people to say, those are the people that were compassionate towards me. Those are the people that met me where I was. Those are the people that gave my kids candy on Halloween. They gave my family something to do that night. Those are the people that cleaned up that park that one day. They're the ones that gave me a hot dog and some chips. Those are the people that set up a great movie night. I ate so much popcorn. My kids were talking about it for weeks. But mainly those are the people accepted us. Those are the people that loved us. Akua, we are the chiefmen. We are the logo. We are the rumor of Jesus. We are the ones that are pointing back to something so much greater than ourselves. When people see us, they should be able to see the love and the grace that our God has, that our friend Jesus, that our brother, that, that all of that because people will know who Jesus is by how we act. We are the cheesemen of Jesus. So make sure you're spreading the right stuff out there. Spread the love and the grace that Jesus showed to all the people that didn't deserve a single piece of it. All the people like me, all the people like you. So what that means is that we need to carry ourselves like that. Carry yourselves in that way. Because there are a bunch of people in your life that the only idea of who Jesus is, is you. There are people in your workplace, on your social media, in your family, and the only view of Jesus they might ever get is you and how you represent it. So I need you to carry that weight. I need you to feel that pressure because you are that cheese man. And it's up to you that the right info is getting spread. And I understand some of you might feel like you're unqualified to do this. Some of you might feel like you can't be this person that is the cheeseman of God, that is the cheeseman of Jesus, because you have messed up so many times. You think that you have to be perfect. You think that you aren't good enough. Well, I want you to know that you were made exactly for this. I need you to know that you are ready. You're ready to listen to God. You're ready to love people. You're ready to learn your purpose and you're ready to link to your community. You are ready for all of this. You can do this. You're fully capable of this. God has chosen you to do this and he didn't bring you here to fail. You actually won't even have to do all the work. Really, all you have to do is listen to God and he will show you the way. I believe in you. God believes in you. We know you can do this. And for some of you, maybe this is the first time you're hearing about this Jesus God. Or maybe today was the first time that you felt your heart leap when you started to learn more about him. Either way, the first step for you to become the man of God is by believing in him. It's that simple. You don't have to fill out a form. You don't have to go through any sort of religious ceremony. I'm I'm sure there's some cheesemen out there that told you that you need to clean your life up first and then you can come hang out with Jesus. Then you can be a part of a church. I'm sure that there's some rumors out there that would tell you that if you've lived your life in a certain way or you've done certain things or you're doing certain things right now, you could never be a part of what God is doing. But what I want to tell you is that those things are wrong. Because when you believe, everything gets better. Because if we could do it by ourselves, then we would never need Jesus. And let me assure you, we are all in need of Jesus. Now, if you aren't ready to cross that line of faith in this moment, that's okay. I want you to know that you can still be a part of our community before you even start to believe. Continue to listen to the teachings of Jesus. Come check us out. Come poke me and see if I'm legit. And then decide after that. You're always welcome here. You will always be loved and respected. But if you do want to officially be a part of the man of Jesus, it's very simple. Like I was saying earlier, all you have to do is simply believe. Believe that Jesus is the one that came to this earth and gave up his life for you. That after dying, he rose back and went up to heaven. If you're feeling this, or you've made this decision, that you want to start this relationship with God, I want to lead you in a conversation with Jesus, which we'd call a prayer. Now, in this prayer, you just simply confirm your trust and faith in him, that Jesus is who he says he was, the son of God, the perfect lamb, sacrificed for you to make you right with God. And what I'll do right now is I'm going to ask all of you, the Akuo community, to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo Church, no one ever prays alone. You always have a community there with you. We aren't going to leave you when things get tough. So if you confirm, you want to confirm your belief in Jesus, just go ahead and say this just between you and him, just say, Jesus, I believe, I believe in you and what you did here on this earth today, the best way I know how I give you my life. Now, for the rest of us believers, whether you've believed in Jesus for the last five seconds or the last five decades, I want to lead you in something. Yo, here at Akuo Church, we listen to God. It's literally what our name Akuo means. It's about listening to God. So what I want to do right now is I want to give the opportunity to you to carve out a few moments to be with the Lord and listen to him. Because we know that when we make ourselves available, something can happen, because sometimes the best ability is availability. Now, I want you to know that when you sit here in this moment, it's okay if you don't hear from him right now. It's still good to sit in silence and just spend a minute with him. It's also okay if you get distracted in these moments. If you get distracted, just go back. And the more you train yourself to go back, the better you'll get at it. Do your best in this. You don't have to be perfect. Okay, so let's do this. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to ask one question, and then we're going to wait. So just between you and Jesus, here's what I want you to ask. Just ask him, Jesus, what is the cheese man? I'm supposed to be spreading about you? All right, I'll come back in a minute to finish out the prayer. let's pray. Jesus, thank you for everything that you have done for us. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for laying your life down for us. Help us be compassionate for the people around us. Help us see each and every person that needs you. Help us be a good example of who you are. Jesus, please help us be a great logo and amazing smith for you. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy and mighty and compassionate name. Amen. Alright, thank you so much for being a part of this today. Before we go, there are a few things I'd like to share with you. The first thing I want to share with you is about you getting into community here at Akua. And one of the easiest ways for you to get connected to someone or to get connected to our community here is by joining a community group. Now, if you are interested in being a part of a group here at Akuo, it's really easy to find one. All you have to do is go to akuo.church slash community and you can find one that fits you in the best way possible. And y'all, you know, I say this all the time because I need you to know this because it's absolutely true. One of the best things that you can do here at Kuo will be joining one of these groups. Now, the next big event that we have coming up is Easter. On Sunday, April the 9th, we will have our Easter Sunday service. And y'all, this is going to be something that is very exciting, that I'm very excited about. It's because we're going to be doing baptisms during the service. So if you are interested in getting baptized, you can go to our website, akua.church, and under the Get Involved tab, you can sign up to get baptized. The other thing we'll have going on that day is our annual Easter egg hunt. Both of those events are open to anyone and everyone that wants to come. So please invite your friends, invite your family to come and hang out with us on Easter Sunday. You get to be that chisme, that chismoso for Jesus. Share Easter Sunday with them. To help us link to a community in a great way, we're asking you also to help out with that. We want you to be bringing a bag of candy with you next week if you're going to be joining us at service in person. That way, after service next week, we can go out to the pavilion and put together the literal thousands of eggs that we will have ready for all the kids that show up to the Easter egg hunt the next week. The service, baptisms, and Easter egg hunt will happen at the pavilion across the street from the gym. With that being said, as temperatures have already been starting to creep up a little bit, we will be moving out to the pavilion until it starts to cool down. At this moment, we have been told that our landlords are finalizing their plan to get an air conditioning system put into the gym. Until that system is installed or cooler temperatures hit, we will be outside at the pavilion. Now, no matter where we're meeting, we will continue to be a church that links to the community. And we do that by being the cheeseman of God. The hope is that people outside of our church community can come and hang out with us in low-stakes situation. So whether it's while they're seeing us clean up the park, or while, the, while they're seeing us show them a movie, or while we are handing out Easter eggs, the hope is that they can come, get some candy, hang out with us, and see who we are. See that we are logos for Jesus and good ones. See that we are great here, that we are great cheesemen in the name of the Lord. And then through that, they can get to know him better. Maybe they can show up to church. Either way, we are planting that seed for God to work through it. So when we do these things, it's for that. We're doing our best to show agapau love. We're doing our best to be like the early church we see in Acts, where everybody would throw all their resources in the middle, and the small group in the middle would make sure that everybody got what they needed. That's what a kuo does. That's what our church does. And so we know that we do that because we want to be generous to our neighborhood because we have a generous God. We celebrate what God has given to us by sharing with the people around us. And that's what I hope you do personally as well. I know it's something that me and my family do. We are so excited and celebrate the Lord and all the things that he's done to us that we happily give away some of our resources back to a Kuo Church here. Now, we listen to the Lord and we ask him what to give and that's how we give. And I hope that you're doing the same thing. Not worried about a percentage, not doing a thing, but listening to the Lord in this. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, maybe you haven't heard from the Lord yet, one of the many ways that you can express your generosity here at KUO is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering in the storehouse, which is your local church. That could be where you start, but again, we don't want this to be a burden for you. We want you to be stepping into a better relationship, a deeper relationship that you have with Jesus. This isn't a thing where you give something and God gives you something to back. It's not a transaction. In the same way when you hand over your family, you're like, Lord, I'm just gonna give you this situation and I want you to do something amazing in it. He doesn't do it because you gave it to him. You just happen to get to experience the freedom of watching Jesus go to work in the thing that he was already doing work in. We want you to be putting God first in all these different things. We want you to be celebrating him in every possible way. Now, the celebration of giving might not be a possibility for you right now. If things are tough for you and your family, that's okay. If you need help, let us know because we want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akua.church and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akua.church or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are able and excited to celebrate the way God has been moving in your life by giving some resources to us, there's a few ways that you can do that. Uh, The first is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have the text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. And we also have uh, another option if you don't want to give electronically. We also have our P.O. Box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your check to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you. And we will be praying for you now. And we will be praying for you throughout the entire week. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. All right, Jesus, I just ask that as as people turn off their phones and their TVs and put away laptops and tablets, I, I pray that you'd be speaking to them. I pray that this week as they move throughout their week, that you would be highlighting the people that you want them to interact with. I pray that you would give them the right words, the right actions to do, to be a great piece of chisme for you. Jesus, we thank you for everything, and we love you. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you. We will see you at a community group this week, and we will see you next Sunday with a big bag of candy. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akouo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O k o-o-o.church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.